Today on episode 482 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we chat with our new friends, Kate and Hannah from Hands Kombucha. Wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) These guys have such a great story. We get to find out how Hannah started making kombucha in her college dorm room. And now they're about to open up this giant warehouse uh, where they're going to be bottling it and, and, and shipping it out to stores. I mean, it is such an amazing story. They also give a few like, uh, hey, be prepared. We're about to do some new cool stuff. I don't want to give too many spoilers here at the beginning. We're going to get into that in the conversation. Yeah, and it is a really fun conversation. These girls are so fun to talk to. You know, Chrissy, you are such a kombucha lover. That's I why am. I had to bring them on the I podcast. I was so excited because I, I love kombucha and I want to be a kombucha expert, but there's no time. So, and that's why I was like, I was like, ask them for more tips and ideas. I know ask I should have had a good tips list. And ideas. We'll have to do a round two. That's just Q and A. Like, how can I do this, or where can I buy it? Okay. Anyway, before we get into that conversation, we should probably introduce ourselves. I'm Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, and I'm Chris Hollifield. And we are the hosts of the show you're listening to right now. If uh, if you're a longtime listener, you know us, and welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. But if you're a new listener, you might be wondering what this is all about. Well, every week, Chris and I talk to someone who is inspiring other people in Salt Lake, has been inspired by other people in Salt Lake. We have amazing people and we get to learn all of their stories and what makes the people of Salt Lake really, really great. We get to talk to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. Like I said, Kate and Hannah from Hands Kombucha, they have a cool story to share, and they're on this episode. They got a good one. So let's get into it. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. So I want to start with you. Who started making kombucha first? Like, what's the story there? Like, who wants to who wants to share that one? Yes, I can take that on. So I started brewing. This is Hannah. Hannah. Okay. This is Hannah. Um, I started brewing kombucha in my college dorm room closet. Um, I started brewing kombucha because kombucha from the grocery stores was getting super expensive. Um, And so I decided I was going to brew it for myself. Um, I got a SCOBY from a friend um, and kind of started brewing it. Um, I definitely had those batches that went way too far and tasted super (laughs) vinegary. Did you drink them anyway, though? That's the question. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. for you. Good for you. Nobody else would drink them. but uh, Yeah, that's fair. Then as the scoby started to grow, I split it and started making more and more kombucha um, and started sharing it with friends. Um, and I was I had just graduated from the University of Utah and was planning to apply um, for pharmacy school, but wasn't really sure that that was for me. So... My friends were like, why don't you try to sell your kombucha? And so I sold to a tea shop, um, Creek Tea. They're now out of business. but um, Let, before Let's back up a little bit here because there's I have a few questions before we get too far ahead yeah. here. How long ago was this? The, well, two questions. Yeah. I mean, how long ago was this and what's a SCOBY? <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm thinking Scooby. I'm thinking like Scooby-Doo or something. It's almost as cute. I know it has something to do with the, the kombucha and I'm, I have some yeah. ideas on what it is, but I'm, I want to find out a little bit more. So how long ago was this? Was this? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I started brewing kombucha in 2015. Oh, okay. So, so quite a few years ago. So you're an expert at this wow, point. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't be an expert, but um, okay, yeah. I brewed the students. Yes. <laughs> so, th- I mean, this was back, I mean, kombucha wasn't even cool yet, really. 
I mean, it was still, was it, was it cool yet? I, I don't know. I guess I mean, define cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it yeah. was. I guess it was. I mean, what even, what even. We weren't cool then. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> the truth comes out. It's not about the condition. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you started packaging it. I mean, did you package it in fancy bottles? Did you come up with labeling or, or how did that process work for you when you started selling it to some stores? Uh, yeah. So when I started selling it, I had a college friend that was in graphic design and he said he could make me a brand. And so he made me the label and the design and then I got it printed. And uh, this was in 2018, though, when I started the business. So I was brewing kombucha since 2015 and then sold to my first tea shop in October of 2018. I started in Square Incubator Kitchen. I don't know if you guys know them. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. They sound awesome. We need to yeah. talk to them. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely should. They're, uh, they are all about helping, you know, the infancy stages of, you know, encouraging entrepreneurs, which is really cool. Which is, it's so great because that's such an expensive thing to, to find a space for if you're only trying a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Have the investment. It was like, I can't even remember, but I think it was like $15 an hour, which like maybe it was more than that. I can't remember. But um, I mean, that's pretty good to get your stuff done and oh, yeah. made. And it was on little pop-up markets and stuff like that. So I could sell through that way. Um, yeah. What was the hardest thing for you with like getting this whole business started then? Or was there anything? Well, I don't have any sort of business or entrepreneur background. <laughs> you do now. Yeah, definitely do not. I'm working on it. I mean, it's a work in progress, but that was definitely the hardest thing. Hey, what about your family? I mean, did your is your family entrepreneur? I mean, where have you gotten anything from anywhere? <laughs> no, my family is not anything like that. Uh, my dad is in finance and my mom is in accounting, so they okay. definitely help me out with the books. But they're Dude, very that's wise. nice though for you. Oh, yeah, that'd be so great. Yeah, it was nice. When did Kate get involved then? When, how did she get involved in the, in the whole thing? Um, I guess that kind of, I guess that part of the conversation kind of cues me in. Yeah. We, we met, well, I'll just tell you I met, you didn't, we didn't ask that, but we met in 2019, yeah. summer of 2019. Yeah. So not that long ago, I've been doing restaurant consulting or management chefing uh, for the last 15 or so years. And there was a project in Salt Lake that the owners sought me out for and moved me back here and opening an immigration brewing company up Immigration Canyon with Will McMaster, who owns Pizza No-No. Massive shout out to Will and the Pizza No-No crew. Hannah had gotten my number and reached out to see if we'd be interested. And when we set up Immigration Brewing Company, we had the restaurant side and then the little coffee shop as well as a market called Henry's Market. And so we had kind of three different platforms for her to maybe showcase her kombucha in. And so she came in to do a tasting with me and I had kind of stepped back from kombucha. I drank a ton of it when it was becoming mainstream in that year, 2015. I think Chris, it was kind of becoming a cool thing. Um, what I was drinking was a little bit too sugar forward, a little bit too vinegary. Um, and then when I sat down with Hannah, I was like, what is this? Um, and I fell completely in love with, lineup and brought her into the market and the restaurant. And then we had actually asked her if she'd ever thought about, she can tell the truth, truth of this story. <laughs> um, I'd asked if she'd ever thought about doing hard kombucha because I knew that that was a exploding market on the West coast and you aren't really seeing it 
uh, kind of in the Rockies region and then anywhere, you know, on the east side of the U.S. Um, and she said she kind of thought about it, but she was just starting to get her business off the ground. Uh, and so we ended up kind of meeting up at our one of our favorite coffee shops, Campos, down in Edison. Yeah. And chatting and one thing kind of led to another after a few chats and she asked if I would be interested in partnering and going into the business together and that's where it all began for the two of us. So did you ever start making hard kombucha then? Well, it I mean, seems like it, it would be a, it up. I mean, a little we, bit of a process. We have to, we have logistics. to talk about it. Um, yeah, I guess Kat will be out of the bag when this airs on Sunday, but that is the direction that, uh, one of the directions that we're going. We actually started a parent company called HK Brewing Collective. Uh, that's kind of can't, we're going to kind of be the canopy over all of our brands and just being the, uh, you know, always probably the front runner and the first brand, uh, that came out. But our intention is to also move into hard kombucha land. And so, um, and being when you said Hannah's an expert, to me, she very much is an expert, um, but we're both very willing students uh, yeah. when it comes to the alcohol side of kombucha land and otherwise. Hey, I mean, if you need a taste tester, I'm just going to throw <laughs> my hat in the ring. I tried to do it on my own, but it's too hard. So I'm just going to drink yours. That's fine. Yeah, that's perfect. So tell me a little bit more about this HK Brewing then. I mean, are you guys going to be brewing other stuff besides kombucha? I mean, we don't have to talk too much about that, but I was just curious. Yeah, I think that really was the intention. Um, uh-huh. One of which, you know, being a collective, we are definitely really local focused uh, and kind of seeing, especially post-COVID, how everybody's bound together and kind of helped each other out. You know, if one brewery is low on hops, somebody else has the same strand. You now they ship them over a pallet of it. You know, we, we need to borrow this, that, and the other thing. We took inspiration from that and also tried to be involved in that and definitely benefited from mm-hmm. very generous souls in the brewing world here um, in that. And so being a collective and trying to invite people in, collaborate, um, and then have this collective of beverages that we put out. So kombucha definitely, again, the front runner, but we are excited to dip our hands into, you know, anything we can brew. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it all started out in a college dorm room there. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's how the best stuff starts, by that's the way. That's what's awesome. Hey, guys, it is that time of the podcast where we're going to take just a couple of minutes and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. And remember, when you're supporting our sponsors that we talk about, you're directly supporting this podcast. I want to talk about utahmarijuana.org. I love them. Hey, they are your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. Guys, remember Tim Pickett, our good buddy Tim Pickett, back on episode 420. Go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it. Uh, we talk about utahmarijuana.org, and now utahmarijuana.org is a sponsor of this podcast. Utahmarijuana.org has a team of medical cannabis experts, and they make getting your medical card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. With over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. 
That works at all the locations. And I know uh, they're actually just about to open up their Provo location again. So if we have listeners down there, check out their Provo location. We have Salt Lake locations, North Salt Lake Bountiful area, utahmarijuana.org. They have a location right next to Wholesome Co. there, right by Costco, 580 West, 100 North. Go check them out. All the locations are at utahmarijuana.org. Again, that code is GREEN25. It's going to get you $25 off, as well as you're going to be supporting this podcast because they're going to know you're coming from this podcast. Exactly. And you guys, I, you know, I'm a geek about uh, user experience and everything. I know you hear me talk about it a lot and like nerd out about that stuff. But this is why I love utahmarijuana.org so much is that they focus on the user experience. They focus on your patient experience. I cannot promote them more. You really need to give them a try. Hey, isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. So what about, I mean, what about currently? Can they find any of your kombucha currently in any of the stores here in in like the Salt Lake area? Oh gosh, yeah. We just counted this week and we have 42 wholesale accounts that we self-distribute to. Okay. We also distribute to um, A Priori, which is uh, the Caputo's family. The Caputo's family, a priori or a priori, they were the first distribution channel that we picked up, and it was a huge feat for us. I mean, to pick up distribution is kind of you know the next step of where we were, and we are feel really fortunate, and we're so stoked to be working with Matt Caputo and his team. Um, to they're keep- awesome. Shout out to the Caputos. Huge yeah. shout out. Yeah, they're awesome. I was honored. We had Tony on the podcast, so that was that was. I was I was able to I was able to speak with him, so that was nice. What a legend of a man! Oh, oh for real, for real. So tell me, how does the how does the flavors work with you guys? I mean, do you have like standard flavors, or are you kind of always putting out new stuff, or how does that work? Like, what makes you decide on certain flavors, or how does that work? Yeah, I can say we have six base flavors. Um, I came out with three of them in the beginning in 2018, and then have slowly on it added on um, a couple of new ones. And then every season, I would say, we're coming out with a new flavor. Um, so we done we did one this fall that was like a hops um, kombucha with Roja Brewing. Mm-hmm. We did a cinnamon apple this winter with Mountain West Cider. Um, yeah, that one was really cool. We used their um, unfiltered cider, you know, pre-alcohol stages, the non-alcoholic base cider of theirs, and, and played it with their kombucha. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting yeah. and like yeah, a perfect cool. Yeah, Christmas kind of flavor. It was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then right now we have uh, Junbug, which is flying off the shelves. We're really excited about it. It's a huge mashup of locals. <laughs> Let me hold on. I'm gonna it's pull a whole my, list and pull out my scroll. Um, it was so cool. So it's a blueberry lavender. Uh, we get the blueberry here locally uh, through weeks berries. We get the lavender from Karen Bean and her daughter Samara. Uh, Lawtonwood Lavender. They're up in the avenues. They also have lavender farms in Seattle. She's amazing. The honey that we get for the Jun base of style of kombucha is from Brandon Carter and his wife. Uh, they own Keeper of the Bee uh, Honey Company. Who am I missing? What else is in this bottle? Uh, <laughs> butterfly. Oh, yeah. We have a butterfly <laughs> pea flower from Grand Prismatic uh, that gives it a really nice purple hue. And then the art. Oh, yes. The art from Jill DeHaan, who is a local artist, and she's exceptional. So we just put everybody we could into this one bottle, and uh, that's this latest uh, release. So we do a new release uh, about quarterly, I'd say. 
So, so about this last release that you did with all the different local people, I mean, was that your intent when you started it? Like when you went into it and you're like, okay, let's come out with a new flavor. Let's try to get as many artists or local artisans, you know, local food people involved. Was that your, was that your end goal? Always working locally. I mean, when we started with the Roja collab uh, with their Idaho 7 Hops, you know, we wanted to always work with a local when we mashed up. And this one kind of had a little bit of a snowball effect. Yeah. Uh, we knew we wanted to work with B. Carter. His honey is amazing. We knew that we wanted his wildflower honey. We just love the uh, flavor profile that it brought to the Jun. Mm-hmm. But then it was kind of like, well, what if we did this? Yeah. And we tried something. We tried some butterfly pea flower. And we were like, wait a minute. Grand Prismatic has butterfly pea flower. And then it was one thing. Well, let's get lavender. Hold on a second. There's local lavender. Yeah. And so it just snowballed into this amazing local collaboration. That is so cool. I've always been curious, and I know this is probably a silly question, but how hard is it to come up with a new flavor? I mean, how many rounds do you have to go through? How many tastings? How, is it a huge process with like a lot of uh, a lot of product, quote unquote, wasted? Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say, though, at first when I started, I would just like think of one in my head and I'd be like, okay, this is it. And I wouldn't do like a whole lot of testing, but now we are like, we do tons and tons of batches. We get it down to like the point ounce. We get tons of people to sample it. Yeah. We definitely Um, put a lot more into it. And I think that we've kind of initially, you know, as we've grown in the early stages, since we partnered, it was like, oh, we're wasting things. But now we definitely don't look at it as wasting product. We look at it as kind of, you know, crafting and really honing in what we what we really want and what's not only going to appeal to our friend base but to the to the population of of salt lake city and and outwardly so uh we definitely do this last batch (laughs) it was long it was a lot of months of (laughs) test batching do you ever have you ever been like hit a point where you're like this flavor is not worth it it's never going to happen and just give up and just come up with something new um, not yet. No, I think yeah. to a fault. No. <laughs> uh, Interesting. This, yeah. This last flavor was, I mean, it was a lot of trial, but we wanted to make sure that we weren't just slapping a bunch of local names on it, that we were yeah. showcasing it. We weren't just overpowering it with lavender and then saying all this other stuff was in it. So I think in the future we might pump the brakes on how many ingredients <laughs> we add into it because we have to alter each thing. So you know, tiny. Uh, yeah. But so we learned, but no, no, not yet. I really did think when you were listing off all the local things, I thought it was a, a line until you said it was just one flavor. And I was like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> but I do want to taste it. I mean, it sounds awesome. Yeah, we'll have to get you some. Yeah, we'll totally. it's super good. People are loving it. Don't you guys do uh, the downtown farmer's market at Pioneer Park usually as well? So we didn't do the Pioneer Park Farmer's Market. In 2019, um, I did the Liberty Park Farmer's Market, um, which was super awesome. Um, And then this past year, we didn't do any farmer's markets. And then this year, I think we're just going to do some small stuff. We are in the middle of our build out of our new space. We've never been in our own space before. And we are going to be in 5,000 square feet of our own space. Yeah. Wow. So you currently share a space with somebody else? Is that what? Yeah, we share a space. We went from Square Incubator Kitchen where it was just Hannah and I in there. And we literally were like quite literally bumping elbows and butts every time we walked by each other. Uh, It got really cozy. Uh, We got to know (laughs) each other real well as business partners. 
Um, and then we were kind of panicking a little bit, so to speak, because we knew we needed more space. The pandemic was hitting. Uh, we didn't know what the future of our business looked like. We didn't know what it looked like for communal kitchens, for commercial real estate. And we'd been working or talking with this architect team, Capitol Hill Construction, and the lead, one of the leads on it was like, oh, I'm neighbors with the guy that owns Mountain West Hard Cider. He's got tons of space down there. I'm sure it'll be fine. Just go down there. He'll let you go in. And sure enough, he, uh, David described Jeff Carlson to a T. We came in. He was like, I don't think it'll work. And we were like, but please. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've been in Mountain West Hard Cider since uh, September. September. Yeah. And it's we're, we've grown out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm shouting out a lot of local people, but I really also need to shout out Hard West because when we needed a place to record, they let us come record there for oh, a while. Really? Yeah. They are so helpful to like everybody. Oh, they're it's really awesome. cool. Yeah, they're the best humans, Jeff and Jen. And I know. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where we are, and we've got some very big things on the horizon. Yeah, and you kind of spilled the beans earlier yeah, so, no, of, of one of them, which I'm excited about. I'm excited. No, I'm to, excited to, about it to too. give this a try. What do you have any advice for somebody that might be looking to do a little bit of home brewing? Any any uh, advice or words of wisdom you might give somebody that's uh, or the biggest not tos? Yeah, well, because even Chrissy was trying a little <laughs> bit. She was, I gave up. I gave up because I ruined everything. But I tried really hard for a few months. For the most part, this is Kate here. I'm going to step off of this topic, but all of my only advice, I'm going to pass it to Hannah, is don't give up. True. Hannah, take the rest. Yes, that's good. Um, I would say use good quality tea. That definitely helps. And use an organic sugar. Um, I think that is good for the SCOBY. And at first, I would say don't. Um, I don't know if everyone would agree with this, but at first I was buying like all distilled water from like the grocery store. Um, but then I switched over to just using like tap water and it was totally fine for my SCOBY. It was very happy. And so I would say distilled water is not necessary, but that's just my opinion. I like that. Any questions, Chrissy, why oh you have gosh, them? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm seriously, here's what I'm, ow, I bit my, I bit my lip, oh, you guys. No. I apologize. I have a canker sore that I keep biting. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Um, no, I see you're you're motivating me again because I loved making it so much, but I could never make it good enough that I wanted to really drink it all. But it's it's nice to know like tips and tricks. Um, yeah. And like oh oh yeah, how about teas? Do you only use black tea, or have you do you try blends of different teas? Yeah. So right now we're using a blend of black and green tea. Um, we get our tea from Titulia. It's an organic tea supplier. Um, out of Denver, but they grow in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's like a women farm. I don't yeah, know. a woman led farm. Yeah, yeah. The, the good teas. We're heavy on the black tea. We're light yeah. on the green tea. But um, and, and Chrissy, not to cut you off, Hannah, but you don't have to drink it all. Say you didn't like that batch, you just toss get to out. toss it out and keep going. And that's like, true. I mean, what have you really wasted? It's, yeah. I think I'm a little bit more dramatic about it in my head. Or give it to yeah. friends. Give it to, yeah, here's some yeah. really bad kombucha I made. Would you like some? I did make <laughs> my coworkers at the office drink it because I started making it in my office um, oh. during lunch because we would always go buy kombucha and it just was getting expensive. And I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to make it. And so my coworkers were really, really cool. They all tried it, even though it was like 
total apple cider vinegar for a while. <laughs> you know, the real troopers. Shout out to them. I'm very grateful for people today. <laughs> <laughs> do you flavor it or do you just drink the the original kombucha? So I f- mostly drank the original, but then I wanted to learn how to flavor it. But I don't think I'm any good at that stuff. So it takes I would, practice. It does take. I didn't know exactly yeah. what to do, so I'd like squirt honey in it and like throw frozen blueberries in and shake it and be like, "Okay, I think that's flavored, right?" <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to do it, though. Well, you learn. You learn, and you can always call us. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, see. So that's now what I was we have for. some friends in the kombucha business. Right? I need a kombucha yeah. expert on speed dial. <laughs> I'm just going to buy yours. Who am I? I'm going to make it for fun, but it's going to be terrible and I'm not going to keep doing it. And I'm just going to buy yours. So. That's fine. That wasn't meant to be a plug. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, all of the retails listed on our website. Yes. We, let's uh, shift directions. We have a few standard Salt Lake City related questions that we ask everybody that comes through here. So, of course, we have to ask the both of you is, uh, you know, we have family and friends. They come visit us from out of state, from California or wherever, you know, East Coast, West Coast. And they're like. Kate, show me around. Give me a tour of the city. Give me a tour of the mountains. I don't know what it is. What is the Kate tour or the Hannah tour? What do you guys like to show people? I don't know. We all have our favorite spots, right? I really think that the crater in Midway is underrated. I think it's super <laughs> cool. And I would take everyone there if I the could. The crater in Midway, huh? I've never yeah, had Midway? anybody wreck. That is awesome. That is definitely new. I like it. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever people say they're visiting, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Go visit the crater. Awesome. Now we have a new place to go to. What about you, Kate? There's a ton of new uh, restaurants popping up in Midway, too. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on up there. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. What are your recommendations for restaurants in Midway that you're... Oh, gosh. I think there's... I don't know the exact names. (laughs) I think there's one called Midway... Cafe? I don't know. (laughs) There probably is. Let's just say, I bet if you Google it, there definitely is. You just drive down the main street and there's a bunch of cool restaurants there. Any recommendations or tour or places that you would take people, Kate? Oh man, how much time do they have? Uh, Let's say a weekend. Let's say they're coming in this upcoming weekend, right? The weather's going to be kind of nice. And I mean, I think that, you know, I don't even know that I can speak to this and I'm sure everybody says it. I myself, so selfishly, I would take somebody here. I have been in and out of Salt Lake for a decade and I've never gone out to the salt flats. Oh, <laughs> so I would probably take them there because I also want to see it. But a weekend, I'm a big junkie for up above Terrace Hills Drive and the foothills. And I have two dogs. And so I spend a lot of time up there, spend a lot of time at Mill Creek. Those are pretty common answers, but really any of the hikes in this whole area when you can have kind of two operating ecosystems when you're touching pine trees and your hand is cold in a creek on your right hand and then there's like a lizard on red rock running over your hand on the other side on the same day on the same trail I think getting people exposed to that really kind of represents Salt Lake and Utah in general so and you know there's actually no like regular common answer either I mean everybody has such Everybody, no, everybody has such different recommendations that we ask. And it's, and that's one of the fun things about why I've come to yeah. enjoy asking that question because we get such interesting responses, you know, huh. and another, another, another question is favorite local eating spots. I know you mentioned a few in Midway, but I, I mean, what about just here in Salt Lake? We haven't been out to eat in so long. <laughs> well, before, before COVID, I can't. If you can remember before COVID. <laughs> 
Uh, I think I can't even, honestly, I can't remember before COVID, but during COVID, easily one of the favorite places for, I guess you'd call it takeaway, is a new restaurant. Uh, They don't have a brick and mortar, but they're called Cinder Pig Salt Lake City. It's Chef Jerry Pacheco and his wife, uh, Katie Panzer. They make the most that he smokes entire whole pigs. They break it down by hand. They make this like banana bread, cornbread something. Um, they make duck fat mac and cheese. I mean, the food is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and so I ate a lot of that during the pandemic. So Cinder Pig is my jam right now. Oh yeah, we love that. Very cool. And, and uh, I'll have to I'll have to Google them. Or, you know, oh, yeah. you know yeah. a website or anything? I mean, I'll just Cinder Pig. I guess. Yeah, I think they just yeah. launched a website before everything was done on social media. I think it's at Cinder Pig SLC. Um, huh. Okay. Okay. Just because. I wouldn't even mind tracking them down for the podcast. Right oh, on. Yeah. Yeah, good, yeah. Yeah. Jerry's got a ton of chef. Jerry's got a lot of experience. I knew him as a colleague um, and his background is fine dining. So when he pulled out this pork, I was like, what? <laughs> that was uh, that's amazing. awesome. Yeah, it's cool. What about, would you change anything about Salt Lake City or the area if you could? Like, let's say you became the mayor or you had some superpower. I don't know. However you want to interpret that question. I know what mine would be. Go. Um, it would be to extend the hours of pr- public transportation Ooh, because it really sucks that it ends early and you can't use it to go out to eat or go down downtown or anything like that. Or even to like, we were talking about uh, the Ogden Twilight. I feel like yeah. you can't even get back from that yeah. at a reasonable place. You have to ditch yeah, the run headliner there. just to get back to the city. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see the lineup for the Ogden Twilight? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. They just announced it today and it's just yeah. like off the hook. And Chris started playing Death Cab for Cutie in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> Anything um, before we wrap this up? I mean, first of all, I'm glad we finally got you on the podcast. I know we just kind of skimmed the surface with everything kombucha wise and everything with you guys. But I mean, you know, we'll just have to bring you back through and, you know, down the yeah. road and catch up and talk about some of this hard kombucha down yeah, the road. Yeah, we're going to have know? to definitely learn um, about that later. But is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about yet before we wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, we could touch on our new space a little bit. Yeah, let's let's talk about this new space. I mean, what uh, you said, 5,000 square feet, right? I was wondering, are you guys going to have kind of a storefront? Yes, we're so excited. Ding, ding. Yeah. I'm like gushing. I just read. I'm so excited to tell people about <laughs> no, it's it. it's great. I love this. I like officially announced it. No, this is our so. announcement. Um, uh, in a sense, yeah. So we'll so we've got just over five thousand square feet. We had kind of a plan for it pre-COVID, and we've uh, pivoted and adjusted the business model a little bit more. So kind of just you know the the layout in a retail you know public access sense, but about sixty percent of that will be production. And you'll be able to see into production, which, you know, a lot of breweries, people in the brewing industry, distilling uh, alcoholic beverage and beverages. Otherwise, you can see their operation, but there's something very unique uh, to how kombucha is made. And that uniqueness really lies on the fermentation process where beer has, you know, the closed silver, beautiful stainless steel tanks. We have those as well, but they're also, they're open topped. Um, so it's it's a different, you know, production space that you'll get to see into. and then. Uh, the front will be retail and, you know, I know that, um, there are some other local kombucha brewers that have 
little tap rooms. I know that uh, Crew Kombucha, shout out to those guys. They just opened up a tap room. And then I think Mama Chari has had a retail front. But we're going to put a giant spin on that and be kind of the first official full operating kombucha bar in the really in the state of Utah. So we'll have a retail front. We'll have a big old beautiful glass garage door that rolls up. Um, we'll have, you know, limited bar license and you'll be able to come and fill up. You'll be able to hang out. There'll be lounge areas, um, and maybe food down the line. We don't know yeah. if we want to get into that just yet. When are, uh, when are you estimating that this will open? Oh gosh, Chris, Chris, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I mean, are we talking a year or, or are we talking five inside years? Of, or? No, inside of a year, we, we would like to uh, think that we will be open by this fall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of a curious. Yeah, I mean, that's exciting. What a great place to like bring girlfriends and hang out yeah, and like have a book club or something. Yeah. Uh, we so excited. Space too, like do different, you know, live music and yoga events. And we want to have, you know, sustainability panels. We want to have workshops there. We're really going to try to, you know, as much as when we do get into the alcohol zone, as much as the DDC will allow us um, to have a flexible floor plan and have things on casters, we want to be able to open the space up. And, you know, same as Mountain West, Jeff and Jen let you guys come in and record your podcast when you have somewhere to be. We want to be that space and just a space that, you know, we're inviting people into our world and we get to be a part of theirs in return. So that's so rad. Are you ever thinking of like even having classes or workshops on kombucha for people to come and learn? Yeah, definitely. I think it's been like, (laughs) it's been a challenge as we've been scaling and preparing for the new space that we don't have any SCOBY to teach on. Uh, We're using like every square inch of product that we have. That makes a lot of sense. You kind of need that. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. do. Yeah, you definitely want. Oh, and Scoby, for those who don't know, is like a big slime ball of bacteria, <laughs> right? Don't look it up if you <laughs> don't, you don't want to see it. Yeah, yeah. So it stands you don't for- want to know how the sausage is made. So, I mean, <laughs> Hannah, I mean, looking back to college, you and your college dorm when you were making kombucha. I mean, I'm sure you didn't think all of this. You didn't envision all no, of this back definitely then. Definitely not. No, not one bit. <laughs> I really can't think more than that. No, did not envision this, but I'm super excited where it's heading. And it kind of, I got my degree in public health and I feel like I'm kind of, you know, practicing that in the public and improving the health of the community with our kombucha. So yeah, it's kind of a full circle. And then did you say where the location is going to be or do you know, or maybe you'd rather not even say that one? We're either. making them tell us all yeah, their just secrets. tell us. I mean, if you're going to bring it up, you got to <laughs> tell us. We're not even in the same room. We're not even drinking and we're just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so exciting. That's why. We'll be off of, we'll be off of 300 West and we'll leave the rest to, to be a surprise. But um, we're excited because, you know, we put the shows. We'll be in the ballpark district. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, okay. To be in that area because, you know, what's happening there and uh, we're, you know, imploring our colleagues and our friends that are starting businesses to, to be in the same area. And uh, the city is redoing the 300 West Corridor from 2100 South to 900 South. And they're putting in expanding the sidewalk so it's more accessible to pedestrians. They're putting in a 10 foot bike lane. And we were like, these are our people. Yeah. This is the kind of traffic we want. And we're so excited about it. So. That's awesome. Nice. Well, best of luck. I mean, seriously, it's, this is awesome. I'm so glad that uh, we were able to connect and our listeners will be able to uh, hear your guys' story and go out and get some of this awesome kombucha. I mean, what's your, what's 
the website? How can people connect? I mean, I would imagine you're on all the social media outlets. Yeah. So we're on Instagram at Hands Kombucha. We have a website. Um, it's handskombucha.com. Um, you can order on the website. Um, we don't have quite a storefront, but you can place your order and then come pick it up in the back of our space. And then you can also look at our retailers there um, to see where we sell. Very cool. Chrissy has a final question that she asks everybody that we chat with. So I'm going to let her ask the both of you. Thank you again for doing a podcast with us. And, and uh, you know, let's catch up down the road, right? Yeah, thank you so much. You bet. Yeah. And I'm really excited to hear your guys' answers because I like your go get it style. Can you each <laughs> leave our listeners? You're very go get it. I love it. Um, leave our listeners with a, a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by. You can see this. It, I know that it looks like lettuce. Uh, and I almost put no a root regrets. Back. Yeah, no regrets. <laughs> I can read it. It's the, it's the title of it's a Beatles, Beatles song. Is it from the Beatles? Yeah. Song. Uh, but the, the let, it, let It Be, my mom told me that a lot. And I feel like my entire life I did the opposite of it. Uh, but when things just aren't working, uh, kind of realize and come to that safe space of saying, okay, I'm just going to let this be and move on. That would be a big life advice for me. Thanks again to Kate and Hannah for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with the episode show notes on our website at IamSaltLake.com. And if you want to find this episode specifically, you can type IamSaltLake.com slash 482 into your URL browser. Hey, it is the first episode of the month, and that means we give some smooches to our Patreon supporters, our uh, people that are kicking on over a couple of bucks. Can and, we call and this like the kissing booth segment? The kissing booth. We, we, we get it behind the booth and we give y'all kisses from afar. Yeah. Hey, well, we got we got, COVID kisses. we got some great supporters that deserve kisses because uh, they're helping keep the lights on. I'm going to run down the list here. Hey, we got the first one here, Jeremy Hunt, uh, Jen Seals, Mark Copeland, Nick Naylor, Brett A. Smith, Todd Bjorklund, Tim Haran, Michelle Stevens-Williams, Christopher A. Heiser, Brandon Hill from over at Mountain Standard Time Marketing, uh, Jay Chambers, Sana, John Miller, Eric Tomorrow, Nicole Davison, Nikki Line, and our good buddy Ryan Prince. That is a heck of a list there. That uh, that's a lot of smooches there, Chrissy. I don't know. <laughs> hey, if uh, line up, guys. I, I don't I'm know ready. how I feel about that there. <laughs> okay, especially it's the with booth. especially it's the with COVID. Booth. I don't know. I mean, there's. Oh uh, well, you know, virtual. virtual. <laughs> All right, guys, and don't forget. Hey, we need some uh, some new Apple Podcast reviews. So go leave us a five star review in there. Let us know what you think of the show. Let others know what you think of the show. Uh, and we'll read them on an upcoming episode. And uh, you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy some of Salt Lake City this week. Support local. And we'll see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. <laughs>